Hola, mis amigas. It is your host with the most, your coach, Chach Ventola, coming at you live from the lab, bringing you the week nine update and recap of the 59 Fantasy Football League. I'm going to go ahead and cut the bullshit and get right into it and bringing you matchup numero uno between the OBK Knights and the Gale Benson Boy Toys. In the matchup of the Gail Benson Boy Toys and the OBK Knights OBK, Gail Benson came out on top in this one, 159 to 120 points. Standout performers on the OBK side were Lamar Jackson with a 30 bomb, Marvin Jones with a 26 bomb, DK Metcalf, 27 bomb. Everybody else had their 13 points like Nick Chubb, 7, 8, 9 from everywhere else like Justin Tucker, uh, Duty Gobert, who is definitely not that dude's name. I just have no idea who this guy is. Dallas Godare, never heard of that guy, uh, for sure thought that was Rudy Gobert, uh, it's not though, so uh, make sure you do not go and pick up Rudy Gobert in the waiver wire, he's an NBA player. Moving on over to the Gail Benton side of things, we had a ballistic show today, man. Mike Evans having 36, Kenny Galladay 23, Ertz 25, Lev Bell had 20, Dak Prescott, second best quarterback in the league to my knowledge, I mean it's definitely... Either him or like Matt Ryan or Derek Carr, some of these elite names who was I think of when I think of best quarterbacks in the game, that's who I think of. Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill. But we'll get past it. Gail Benson, I'm glad to see that you're finally reaching the, uh, the the peaks that I placed on you at the beginning of the season at the draft. I thought your team was insane. You've been scoring out of this world, which is something that, I mean, I really just don't understand how you're scoring so much, but your team is so bad. It's just like two things that I just didn't think could be possible. However, you have proven to me, Kevin's brother, that anything is, anything is possible! Kevin Garnett line. OBK Knights, you were a top five team early in the year when you were first coming out weeks four, five, and six. However, you have taken a back seat to other teams in this league who are just outproving you each and every week of why they should be higher, why you should be lower. Uh, I wouldn't be too mad. However, you have been dealing with the Patrick Mahomes injury. So even then in your backup, Lamar Jackson, you've still been getting 30-point weeks, which is going to be a sort of a brewing quarterback controversy in the OBK locker room. You know, who do you play? Do you play the dual threat pocket running back universally hated Lamar Jackson? Or do you play Patrick Mahomes, the walk and talk in Kermit? Tough toss up. I definitely, you know, I feel bad for you. So if you want to maybe trade one of them over to me just to try and, you know, get that cancer out of the locker room and kind of beat the pressure before it gets there, I would be more than happy to work with you. I want to see all my teams in this league succeed as I am a father figure in here. I have multiple sons. Everyone in this chat want to be a mini me. Y'all know that. I am father. I am the Batman. I am Christian Bale Batman. We all know this. It's the grass is green, the sky is blue, and Kyle Ventola is Christian Bale Batman. I'm the best. I hate saying goat because it's the most overused term in the world right now, but I be that man. I be that dude. I don't want to say it on the podcast, but you'll know what they call me in high school. If you knew, if you know, you know. All right, man, that's going to cut it up for matchup numero uno. We're going to move on to matchup numero two, which pins the four-finger bandits against Tom Brady kisses his sons.
Matchup number three pins the Tom Brady kisses his sons against number one ranked four finger bandits. This was a barn burner, folks. 153 to 130. Tom Brady kisses his sons. Finally notches his third win on the year. And son, I am so proud of you. It is amazing to see Michael Keaton Batman rise from the depths and really just prove himself as a Mount Rushmore player in this league. Guys, I just love looking at this game. Uh, Four-finger Bandits, you put on one hell of a fight. However, you, you, you came up short. Deshaun Watson, top probably 13 quarterback in the league, giving you 20 points. Leonard Fournette, top 164 running back in this league, gave you 12. Uh, D-Hop, Nuke, giving you, giving you 20. Tyler Lockett, giving you 40 with two touchdowns. 13 receptions at 150 yards in the day. Have yourself a day, boy. Juice Landry, getting you 17. However, that was not enough. You couldn't quite come to task. Jack Nicholson Joker could not defeat this Michael Keaton Batman that is Tom Brady kisses his sons. Carson Wentz had 15. Derrick Henry, 25. Kenyon Drake, 28. Tyreek Hill, 26. Kittle, 19. DJ Moore, 17. I'm getting hyped seeing the Batmans just dominate this league, boys. Me owning the Titch division. Tom Brady kisses his sons, owning the Waffle House watch. He's always in that bitch. He's in there like swimwear. He's on that bitch like white on rice. Am I correct? Yes. Like I said, y'all, this gives me an erection looking at this thing. I love seeing this competitiveness from all people in this league. I hate seeing these just complete wastes of talent like the Gail Benson boy toys losing. I mean, scoring 180 or 170 a week and losing games. Cow shit, finally having a good week after nine weeks, his first good week. I'm so proud of you, son. Hunter is the worst player in the league. Jack is potentially the worst player in the league. There are just so many bad things going on, and you only really have a few good teams left. So that's why I like seeing the teams have good games. I hate seeing these boring-ass 97- or 73-point games that y'all are putting up. It's like, I'm about to... Better like gag. It's disgusting to watch. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap it up for matchup number two. And we're going to scooch right on over in a matchup numero trace. Y'all are going to love this one, which pins Liam's next victims against newly renamed Huge Cock Can't Stop. Drink till I'm drunk. Smoke till I'm high. Castle on the hill. Wake up in the sky. You can't tell me I ain't fly. I know I'm super fly. I know I'm super Matchup number whatever the fuck I said last pins the Liam's next victims against newly renamed Huge Cock Can't Stop. And this one has got to be a potential game of the year along with that four finger bandit V Gail Benson boy to a matchup from several weeks ago when Aaron Jones dropped the 40 bomb to win the game. This one is much of the same thing. So guys, I want you to know going in to the Monday night matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Huge cock cannot stop. Was up on Liam's next victim by almost by over 30 points. Huge cock cannot stop. Had Zeke to go. Liam's next victim had Saquon Barkley and the Dallas defense to go. Throughout the whole game, it was neck and neck. You know, it was tight. Saquon Barkley was pulling up the rear. He was getting some points here and there. It looked like it was possible. He he edged out Zeke for points that night, so that helped his favor. Now, however, all he needed was a Dallas Cowboy defense to do something remarkable, and you bet your sweet bippy they did. 
a touchdown, an interception, two fumble recoveries, and 18 points allowed gives them 19 points. Now, I tell you that, but to really understand the impact of this game, you have to know how those points were scored, okay? Now, this was a blowout game on the field. 37-18, Dallas beat the fucking breaks out of this team, which is to be expected. The Giants are abysmal. They're terrible. They're dog shit. Ugh, fuck. So, in garbage time of this meaningless game, because at this point, it, 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 is, it is what? 30-18 to 18 at this point. So, it's a complete blowout. Danny Dimes drops back in the pocket, and Donovan being down eight points most of the game, he feels like, you know what, like, I, I think it's over, you know, I just gotta take my loss, my, my licks, my losses, we're all on the mic talking, and we're like, oh, I'm done, that sucks, you know, it'd be cool if Saquon got a, like, a late game run or something like that to put you over, but he counted his, he counted his prayers, man, he whipped out that rosary, he said his prayers, prayed to God, prayed to his father, me, and we answered that the Dallas Cowboys forced a strip sack with seconds left on the clock and returned that bitch 63 yards to give them 8 points, which edged out huge cock cannot stop by three by 2.9 points. Huge cock can't stop really lost a fantasy football game on the last play of a garbage time blowout game. Jack, I should put you 11th on the Waffle House watch. That is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Jack, you have been taking nonstop L's. First, you come out and tell me Dak Prescott's second best quarterback in the league. Uh, then you come out and you do this shit, my man. Jack, I like you, bro. We vibing on the on the superstar KO. We found hit half fake halfback jet seam, Jack. That was you and me. That was the boys. But Jack, I mean, you're you're blowing me here, dude. This loss, it it, it hurt me a lot. It hurt you a lot more. I'd be fucked. I'd be fucking pissed if that bitch happened to me, bro. I'm just going to get into a breakdown for you real slowly. Uh, Matt Stafford for the huge cock can't stop. Had 25. Uh, big 13 to 15 point games from Zeke, OBJ, Godwin, and uh, Devonta Parker from the Miami Dolphins. Um, however, it was not enough to edge out the Russell Wilson, th- uh, the Russell Wilson 40 bomb, the Dalvin Cook 15, Barkley 15, and the Dallas Cowboy 20 or 19 to be more specific, from Lynn's next victim, which helped get him to the 113.2 mark. Just edging out, huge cock, can't stop. These two teams have, are uh, right around each other in the same record, maybe uh, one game or so off of each other in separate divisions, Donovan being in the tits and uh, Jack being in the ass division. Very fitting for Jack being in the ass division, as his girlfriend looks like ass. Um, going to go on to more things later about that. However, we're going to cut it right here. We're going to go into the Week week 9 matchup against El Junior Football Club. It goes against the greatest shit show on turf. In this matchup between bitter rivals and lifelong arch enemies, El Junior and the greatest shit show on turf, El Junior has proven with his loaded team that it does not matter who you are in his path, he will dominate you. Beating this team 137 to 97.9. Aaron Rodgers had a very pedestrian game, giving you 13. Christian McCaffrey proving his case to be the MVP of the league, giving you 37.6 points and three touchdowns. Samuels from Pittsburgh giving you 19. Julian Edelman, who, much like Ryan Tannehill, the second best quarterback in the NFL, mind you, 
transferred positions in college. As you see, he attended Kent State, and he actually played quarterback and actually transferred to a wide receiver when he entered the Bill Belichick system. Worst kept secret in football is that Julian Edelman was a quarterback, much like the worst kept secret in football is Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. I feel like they mention that every time he's ever stepped on a field, and if you didn't know that, you probably lick windows and wear a bicycle helmet backwards. I'm not going to spend too much time on this matchup as it was a complete fucking blowout. Hunter's been almost known for these kind of things, being on the ends of blowouts, uh, capping out at about 87 points a week. Uh, he did have some good performers, I guess. Kirk Cousins giving him 21. Hunter Henry giving him 15 from a tight end spot. You can see some potential upside on that. I am looking at your team. However, you did sit Melvin Gordon, who got you 25.9. You did sit Jordan Howard, got you 15. So a couple points here and there would have helped you out. But when a guy drops 140 on your old Nakaruni, there really is nothing you can do about it. I'm going to move over into this matchup, which pins the universally hated team going against the Hidden Village Headband Ranch Boys of Naruto was a fucking faggot ass show. Opening up this week, the universally hated, almost knew for a stone cold fact that they were going to win this week due to this team's inability to play any player to play any players. Heli players on by Kamara, Breeze, Cooks, Cup, and Lutz all took a seat at home the night or that night, and he was forced to play these literal all stars. I mean, Philip Rivers, worst quarterback in the NFL, LaShawn McCoy, all time drop off from Philly, Adrian Peterson having a pretty good game, 14 points, nothing to sniff your nose up at. And then you have Larry Fitzgerald, Tyrell Williams, Evan Ingram, Sammy Watkins. Very subpar players. You are not winning away many games with that lineup, and you clearly didn't. Uh, universally hated, just outplayed you at every position. Tom Brady doing his part, getting me 13.4. James White getting 16. Josh Jacobs has been a fantastic trade acquirement from El Junior, giving me 24 points this week. Amari Cooper grabbing 18. Adam Thielen again goes down. He is reaching... Rob Gronkowski, J.J. Watt levels of paper mache. He's made of glass, much like Blake Bourgeois, Hall of Famer in every sport. Blake Bourgeois, made of glass. Travis Kelsey getting 13 from a tight end. You got, you, ooh, you gotta love it. Ooh, you gotta love it. I know hip-hop songs. Mark Andrews having another poor week. The Philly defense and Brett Maher from the Dallas Cowboys getting me 9 and 14, respectively. Again, this is, uh, although this does involve a division leader in the universally hated ball club, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. Uh, they're, really no, they're really no big play guys. No real blown starts. No one sat a 40-point uh, Keenan Allen or some shit like that. Or no one sat some guy that went fucking ballistic on the bench. This is just proving that the universally hated has a vice grip on its hits division and does not plan to let go anytime soon. That's going to wrap it up for the matchup breakdowns. And now we're going to get into y'all's favorite part, the anticipated, the most wanted feature on this podcast, the Waffle House Watch. Starting off our Waffle House countdown at number 10 is no other than the worst team I have ever seen and the greatest shit show on turf. Number 10 
is a fucking abysmal team, man. Every week this guy just comes in, he prays to score over 80 points, and sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong. You can't rely on that kind of stuff to win this league. However, you are out to a commanding lead after the Thursday night game where you had Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry get you 53.5 points up on Gail Benson's boy toys, who only got five from that LAC defense. Uh, out to an early lead, however, there's a lot of football left to play. Lev Bell, Chris Carson, Mike Evans, Jason Witten. Kevin's brother, you're starting Jason Witten, my man? You, you don't want to go pick up like Donovan Mitchell or fucking Garrett Temple off the bench? I mean, you had, what's his face, Hidden Village Naruto playing Rudy Gobert the other week. I mean, you're not going to go play anybody like that. But, I mean, hey, I mean, it's your team, not mine. You play how you want to see fit. That's number 10, greatest shit show on turf. Moving up the list to number 9 is Tom Brady kisses his sons, another abysmal team who just praised every week to try and score over 70. He's down early to Hidden Village headbands, 5.5-2-0. Tyreek Hill back from injury. Todd Gurley hopefully going to play back to his original ways. Matt Ryan going in against the Saints. I tell you what, man, no matter how bad the Saints are or bad the Falcons are, how good the Saints are, we always play the Falcons close. We, all, we usually split that series, so hopefully for Kuze's sake and not for the rest of the world's sake, Tom Brady kisses his sons is going to need Matt Ryan to go off. Now, Hidden Village Ranch is also starting Drew Brees, so this game is going to be huge for these two teams on seeing who comes out victorious in that week. Staying in this in this matchup, actually, number eight on my list for the Popple House watch is the Hidden Village Headbands. I'm not going to repeat myself again. Team is somewhat... Recovering from the bye week of last, having Kamara, Breeze, and Cup return to the starting lineups should be a game this week. Hopefully, uh, cards go in his favor. For him, at least, he's trying to go up this this leaderboard. I know it must pain you to be 8th. I'd be hella pissed off if I was 8th. Moving on up to 7th, staying within the bloodline is the OBK Knights OBK going in against the huge cock. Cannot stop. For the OBK Knights, you're still going to start Lamar Jackson. I really wouldn't blame you, however... Pat Mahomes is going to be against the Tennessee Titans on a revenge tour from that injury that Andy Reid ruined that call. Like I said, that week he hurt his leg. Peepaw was even telling me. He's like, mother hoppa, you know he's injured. Why are you going to run him? Why are you going to run the quarterback who already has an injured ankle? Why are you going to risk hurting him again? And if Joe Ventola can outcoach you, Andy, it's time to hang him up. It's time to put the hat away. It's time to trim that ugly-ass mustache. It's time to retire, okay? Back to fantasy football now. OBK Knights, I like your team. Michael Thomas, Marvin Jones, very good receivers. DK Metcalf, also on your team. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, very, very good. Huge cock. However, you also have some very good players in the Odell Beckham Juniors of the world. The Chris Godwin's a very uh, target-heavy guy in Tampa. They love throwing to this guy, him or Mike Evans. It's kind of whoever has a hot hand that day they kind of go to. I have y'all's quarterback in Jameis Winston, so hopefully he just throws a billion touchdowns to this guy. Or Mike Evans. I'm not I'm not picky. I'm not a picky guy. Kyler Murray for you and Zeke Elliott for you could produce big against their matchups going against Minnesota and Tampa Bay, respectively. Hoping for a big game this week. Moving on up the ladder at the number six spot is the Gail Benson Boy Toys. I am giving you a lot of credit, man. I know you're right. You score an ass ton every week. And I'm hoping you do the same thing and beat this shit show team into the dirt. I would love to see this fucking bum sit at Waffle House for 24 hours or blow 60 bucks buying waffles to get out of there sooner. Either way, I'd love to see it. Y'all are going to see me get a Joe Burrow tattoo. So I got to I gotta see y'all mess up or do something fucking stupid, all right? I got I to win some way, all right? 
Moving on up to number five, after last week's game, I did have to knock you down a bit. Huge cock, can't stop. You needed to be knocked down, man. That A loss like that is painful in and of itself. However, you did only have 110 points, which would have lost you several other games in the league. So don't get too butthurt. Don't go crying in the group message because I put you at five. I'm going to go from two to five. I lost one game. <laughs> you sound like fucking Donovan complaining your little heart out over this shit. Moving on up the ladder to numero cuatro is number four in English. That is going to pin Liam's next victim at number four on my list. He is playing the number one ranked team. Spoiler alert, the Four Finger Bandits. He is up early, 16 and a half on him. Thanks to Keenan Allen's eight for 68. He also has Dalvin Cook going this week. Saquon Bartley, Russell Wilson going in. Could be a very, very big scoring game. Four Finger Bandits is starting Cole Beasley. I mean, you poor bastard. Starting Juice Landry, Austin Hooper. I mean, Liam, you could get blown out. This could be a real statement game for Liam's next victim. So, hopefully we do see some changes. I love seeing things getting mixed up. Moving on up the ladder to the number three team is Wakazaka Flame. Formerly known as Wakazaka Flame. Currently known as Universally Hated. Josh Jacobs gave me a 19-point lead or a 8... I can't do math. It's 19-7 right now between me and Alhunior going in this week. A lot of good games on my side of the bracket. Jameis Winston going against Arizona, who's... Subpar defense could result from me getting some big games. David Johnson playing against Tampa. Good front seven in Tampa. However, I feel that Kyler Murray can really utilize David Johnson at the backfield in the flats. So I do hope that David Johnson sexposes his team. Amari Cooper going in. Christian Kirk, Travis Kelsey. I'm liking my chances. On the mark side of things, Golden Tate going against the Jets could be big. Allen Robinson playing Detroit. Detroit could be all right. Mark Ingram workhorse back in Baltimore behind universally hated Lamar Jackson Chris McCaffrey and Aaron Rodgers of course are going to be big play guys no matter what moving up to the number two spot on my list you can probably guess it as I'm talking about him right now El Junior El Junior has been a waiver wire sniper he's really just been building up a loaded team Aaron Rodgers Christian McCaffrey Allen Robinson Mark Ingram I'm really liking this team Edelman on the bench very good team I'm liking him a lot if uh his record weren't as bad as it was right now. He could be one, but I just feel that those first early, those early losses could potentially hold you back later in the later in the season. So I'm kind of holding putting you as high as I have. And as you all know, it's when I spoiled it a couple minutes ago, the number one team for the I can't even tell you how many weeks in a row is the Four Finger Bandits. His team is loaded. This week he's going to be caught in a bye week game. Those happen. The best players usually come out of these surviving. So for Liam's sake, he really needs to come out and prove to us that he can pick good waiver wire replacements when need be. Like we said earlier, Donovan's up 16 on him. And Donovan has a full lineup. Donovan Cook, Saquon, and Tevin Coleman all going in. So this could be bad. This could get ugly. However, that's fantasy football. And that's what it's going to be like for week 10. Uh, again, y'all, sorry about taking so long. I know I, I, I should get these out on Wednesdays before the games are played. Um, however, school's been kind of a bitch. I'm also lazy as a motherfucker, so I really just didn't feel like doing it any day. Uh, your host with the most sure coach, Chacha Ventola, is going to wrap it up, and that's going to lead us to the end of the episode. Stay tuned next week when we go over the same thing. Week 10 recap, week 11 preview, and we wrap up the newly refined Waffle House Watch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I told you that I'm leaving. Oh, 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 oh.